Hello there, my name is Liam and this is the Early Medieval Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about Jordanes as Getica or Gothic history. But as this is the first episode, I want to start off with an introduction to myself and the podcast. So let's begin. I'm currently a master student in Medieval Studies at the University of York. My interests include philosophy, medieval, modern and postmodern, network analysis in 6th century Italy. I also run a blog called Philosophical Ostrogoff, where I post my thoughts on these topics, especially and unsurprisingly because of its name, the main focus is on philosophy, however. Why have I chosen to start a podcast? Well, firstly, I want to share my passion for late antiquity and the early Middle Ages with the public. Secondly, I feel there's a gap in the podcast market for the early Middle Ages. Finally, because I want to try something new and exciting as a hobby. Now, another thing I want to mention is that I'm a complete amateur podcasting. I don't have an expensive microphone and so expect hitches. Writing scripts for the public is also new for me. Therefore, I will likely change my style as I go on. First and foremost, the podcast is meant to be fun. For me and the listeners. I also not keep to a strict schedule at first, but if I gain enough followers I might. Furthermore, the podcasts may be short at first, but I expect them to still be informative about the subject I am discussing. Before I start, I also want to highlight the fact that I'm working with limited resources and texts at the minute. Due to coronavirus, I cannot access physical books from my university library. So I will be working with what I can get. With that short introduction over, let's begin talking about Vegetica. The central debate that I shall be focusing on today is whether Jordanes' work can be used to accurately talk about early Gothic history. In particular, I will talk about whether it contains genuine Gothic mem- folk memories or whether it is a literary work far removed from that context. Who was Jordanes? Well, firstly, he was a Goth, but he was also thoroughly Roman. He grew up as part of a Gothic people who had been settled in the Eastern Roman Empire for a long time. Furthermore, as he informs him himself, he was a convert to Catholicism. He was not an Aryan like the Ostrogoths. Vegetica, or Gothic history, was written in Constantinople, so he wrote under conditions that may have made him biased towards the Eastern Roman Empire. Vegetica was complete some time after March 551. One important point, which we will return to throughout this episode, is that Vegetica was supposedly an abridgment of an earlier work by the Roman statesman Cassiodorus, who served at the Ostrogothic court in Italy. Jordanes writes, you urge me to leave the little work I have in hand, as the abbreviation of the Chronicles, and to condense in my own cell this small book for twelve volumes of Santa on the origin and deeds of the Getae, from olden time to the present day. Keeping in mind this fact will serve us well to remind us of the complex nature of the Getica. I will now give an overview of the history so you have a general sense of the structure of the text. The history starts off with the geographic section, which introduces Scansa or Scandinavia as the supposed original home of the Goths. 
then it describes the entry of the Goths into Sivia and their activities in the area surrounding the Sivia is in this instance as the Eastern Balkans in Asia Minor. The narrative then goes on to discuss how the Goths were now split into the Ostrogoths and Visigoths, but at the same time they were still effectively one people. It, at this point, describes their interactions with the Roman Empire, but as until the Huns arrive, forced the Ostrogoths and Visigoths to move apart. Following on from this, the two peoples have fairly distinct histories and Begetica follows these, firstly by looking at the Visigoths and then by examining the history of the Ostrogoths. Begetica's narrative terminates with the conquest of Ostrogothic Italy by the Eastern Roman Emperor Justinian. Hopefully you now have a general sense of what Begetica says and the narrative it tells. However, is it accurate or was it a mere literary project with specific aims in mind? Most scholars don't fall into two easy camps about the work. Liebschutz, for example, argues the Goths, like mentioned in Begetica, were already people or gens before entering the Roman Empire. He comments on the fact that as an illiterate society, they likely transmit their histories orally. Therefore, Vegetica might contain folk memories which were passed down from Goth to Goth. Liebschutz writes, It is therefore practically certain that stories about the migration were passed from generation to generation in heroic song. And as these stories have no links with any events in Greco-Roman history, they are extremely unlikely to have been derived from any Greco-Roman source. Moreover, because the king's report of leather migration are assigned to neither the mouse nor the Balfi, they are not likely to have been invented to glorify the families of either Alaric or Theodoric. However, Liebschutz also points out that these stories about the Gothic migrations were likely distorted over time. Therefore, currently, Begetica likely contains memories with partial truths. The story of their migration may be accurate to a certain extent. Now, as mentioned, the evidence for Liebschutz's point comes from when Begetica mentions Gothic songs about great ancestors. When describing their entry into Sivia and their defeat of the Spali, Jordanes writes that the story is generally told in their early songs in almost historic fashion. Therefore, we know from this that the Goths had traditions which were passed down through songs. However, were they accurate? Note how Jordanes writes in almost historic fashion. It seems even Jordanes had doubts about the veracity of these traditions. So after this, he also mentions the Gothic history of the Bly Abyss, whom he consulted Rai Getka which he contrastingly calls a most trustworthy account. It seems to me, and I don't think this point has been made before to my knowledge, that Jordanes himself seems to have doubts about the oral histories of the early Gothic migrations. This point is reinforced later when Jordanes makes a reference to stories about the Goths being subjected to slavery in Britain, which he calls old wives' tales. While also saying, I prefer to believe what I've read. On this basis, then, we can doubt certain parts of the Gothic migration story told in Begetica. I will now mention some other scholarly approaches to Begetica, 
Herwig Wolfram, like the Leib Schutz, takes a moderate approach to the accuracy of the early parts of Gattaca. He criticises Walter Goffat, whom we shall come to, for taking an overly literary approach to the early medieval sources in the narrators of barbarian history. Nevertheless, he also says, suggests that the more pedigree in the Gettiger, the Mausbeam-Rostrogothic ruling family, was likely forged by Cassiodorus. There are also two defenders who believe in the historicity of the Gothic migration stories, War Apple and Richard Wenskis. They offer quite subtle arguments, even if I don't necessarily agree with them. Wenskis argues there is no reason for Jordanians to invent a Scandinavian origin. He writes, It was considerably more obvious for a historian of age to devise a connection to the famous peoples of antiquity, as many examples show. And he states, Jordanians claim is wholly atypical for the same, and therefore proceeds with a high degree of certainty from traditions that have a high degree of probability. To summarise, the Scandinavian origin of the Goths is not fictional because there is no obvious reason to choose it as a literary trope. Walter Paul offers another defence of the treasured Scandinavian origin. He suggests that the Scandinavian origin so he may not fit in subverts the orderly narrative based on the written sources, story of the Goths, the Scythian, Getic and Dacian past, meanwhile are fictional because they play other works in a literary style. Therefore, the Scandinavian origin can be true while other parts of the narrative are false. Nevertheless, I do not think these arguments overturn the previous point about Jordan's own doubt about the oral history of the Goths. So I now turn to Walter Goffard and his more literary approach to the Getica, which shall reinforce my argument. First, a disclaimer. Although I think Goffard's arguments are the most persuasive out of the texts I read while preparing for this podcast, I do not wholly agree with him. In fact, I'm not actually sure how much I subscribe to his views. For example, his idea about Jordan's plot for Getica has some problems. Nevertheless, I think the biggest thing one can take from Goffard is his understanding of how complex the Getica is a text, with its borrowing from other sources and its relation or lack thereof to Cassiodorus's work. I will now proceed and give an introduction to Goffard's ideas. A key point raised by Goffard is that the Getica deserves to be studied in its own right. It should not be simply seen as a mere abridgment of Cassiodorus's earlier work. For example, Jordanes cites other sources like Oblibus and geographers like Plotimaeus. For me, Goffard's focus on the uniqueness of the Getica allows us to approach the work fairly and on its terms, which I think is pivotal. However, Goffard's main argument is that the Gattaca is a literary text with specific aims. I mean, it was not intended to provide a completely accurate history. What was its purpose then? Well, for Goffard, it was to integrate the Goths into Justinian's Eastern Roman Empire. 
Kuntergothard for getting a centers on the love between two peoples, Romans and Goths. Justinian recently conquered Italy, so there's a need to integrate the Goths into the Eastern Roman Empire. However, according to Gothard, the love story may overall be happy, but also involves a tumultuous relationship. Gothard writes the Goths and Romans union is impeded by the absurd institution of Gothic kingship, by the resultant impostors, by bad Roman emperors, and by Gothic lapses into atavistic behaviour, and is fostered by such kindly helpers as Constantine, Vedosius, Afanaric, Olia, Justinian, and Belisarius. That the Gettica was intended to support Gothic integration into the Eastern Roman Empire is backed by several pieces of evidence. I will now mention some of them. Firstly, the Goths aided Emperor Maximian against the Parthians. Secondly, when the Goth Athanaric enters the city of Constantinople and sees the imperial army, he exclaims, Truly, the Emperor is a god on earth, and who raises a hand against him is guilty of his own blood. However, the most important piece of evidence, as cited by Goth art, is the fact that the British consort, Mathesumphia, a Goth, and the Roman patrician Germanus, Justinian's cousins are married in bare child who is of mixed Gothic and Roman blood, therefore uniting the two races together. Nevertheless, we must also raise the possibility that the love story between Goths and Romans may actually emerge from Cassiodorus in part. Cassiodorus, in his Verae, the letters, actively promotes an ideology of civilitas which aimed to unite Goths and Romans in Austro-Gothic early. Therefore, has Gothard mistook the reason behind the love story in the Getica? The answer is not clear. We must not discount the possibility that Cassiodorus's influence still finds its way in the text. But on the other hand, the fact that the story terminates with the union of Italy with the Eastern Roman Empire might suggest Gothard's thesis is more true. My opinion on the matter is likely that the relationship between the Goths and the Romans and the Getica is likely a mixture of Cassiodorus and Jordanes. The Getica, as I keep re-emphasising, is a complex text. It is original, but at the same time combines material from several authors. This results in a degree of ambiguity that needs unscrambling. Now we must also point out another nuance. Goffa argues that Getica can only be understood along Jordanes' other work, the Romana. This includes a universal Christian history, followed by Roman history, up to Justinian. Combined, the work same took place for Goff's history with that of the classical and Christian worlds. This placing of the Goffs into the past is shown throughout the Getica. My example includes Philip father of Alexander the Great, making an alliance with the Goths and taking to wife Medopada, the daughter of the Gothic king Godilla. Gothards understand about Roman and Getica being placed together as therefore key. Again, Getica must be seen as being caught in an intertextual web. You will now have an idea about my general feelings about the 
getting as historicity. And to conclude, let's clarify it. Firstly, I believe we should approach Ugetic as a literary text, despite Wolfram's protestations. However, I do not want to completely dismiss the possibility of it containing genuine Gothic memories passed down from generation to generation. I just think we simply can't prove them to be true. Even Jordanes had doubts about his sources for the Gothic migrations. So is Gothart right? I have doubts about his love story. He needs to count, which he does, the aspects of the Getica that contradict his theory. On the other hand, the evidence he cites for it is pretty strong, and there are certainly aspects of the Getica that support his thesis. I think his biggest contribution is to treat the Getica as a literary text. Throughout this podcast, I have kept on mentioning the fact that the Getica is a complex source. And I believe Gothart has this appreciation for the text. So, to finish off, the biggest thing I have took from my research on Getica is its complexity. It's an amalgamation of several sources combined with original ideas, therefore likely contains several discourses which either help or contradict Jordanes. So let's be clear, we must understand Getica through its intertextuality. I also not concluding this prevents it from being original. Getica, therefore, must be viewed as a literary work primarily. That's it. This is the end of my first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found it informative. If you have any questions, please feel free to make a comment. Goodbye and see you soon.